0: Welcome to the Social Sex Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Bex Caputo. Right now, I work as a curator for Make Love Not Porn, and I've been a sex educator for most of my adult life, which means I've had countless fascinating and insightful conversations with sexuality professionals from around the globe. These days, some of the conversations I enjoy most are the ones I have with people who aren't necessarily practiced at talking about sex every day. I adore the opportunity to hear about their beliefs and their questions, to problem solve alongside them and brainstorm new avenues of pleasure for them to explore. I've partnered with Make Love Not Porn, the world's first social sex video sharing platform, to create this podcast, a space to have and share more of these important conversations, to learn what great real world sex can look like and how we can all have more of it. Welcome back, folks. I'm really excited about this week's conversation. I have one of our newer Make Love Not Porn stars and ambassadors and just all around really, really cool person, Goddess Erica, here with me. I'm curious if you could start by telling folks a little bit about who you are and what you do in the world.
1: Absolutely. I am Goddess Erica. I am a sexuality coach, a orgasmic birth doula, and a tantric dominatrix
0: amazing. And uh, <laughs> as I mentioned, you are also a Make Love Not Porn star. So I do like to start all my um, conversations with Make Love Not Porn stars. Um, just ask a little bit about uh, your process to getting started sharing your videos and, and what that's been like for you.
1: It it has been a an amazing process. Um, oh, when, <laughs> yes, it, it, it definitely has. The alternative been answer
0: is more awkward, but you know,
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't rolled with it. <laughs> You know, it's it it has been such a wonderful experience. Um, my my husband and I have have known each other for a very long time, um, mm-hmm. and I met him when um, we were both relatively young and exploring our sexualities. And we would always talk about um, you know making porn together because we had mm-hmm. these really. You know, beautiful lovemaking sessions that were passionate, and we wanted to you know kind of share what we were doing with the world. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, back in the the early 2000s, it, the, the world was a little bit of a different place for for pornography, um, oh, for sure. so we always kind of just kept it as a, as a fantasy. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I I grow into my career. He grows into his career. Um, I actually uh, was in advertising before I became a coach and a doula and a, mm, okay. a, a dominatrix. And mm-hmm. um, and that's actually how I know about Cindy Gallup. And ah, okay. so, so it was uh, really serendipitous for me to hear about this this platform that is sex positive and is is really uh, championing the, the very similar things that I'm championing and, and my, uh, business. So, mm-hmm. um, when I, I got started, I initially just thought, you know, as an ambassador, I'm just going to talk about and, and extol all of the, the, the wonderful, um, benefits of, of being on this site. And then I realized, mm-hmm. well, but wait, I could, <laughs> could also show <laughs> what I'm Spend doing a
0: while convincing other people, start convincing yourself, that kind Indeed. of thing. And mm-hmm. the happened when Indeed. I sold sex toys. It was always a problem, but that's another issue. <laughs>
1: well, that, that like, this is like really, really great. great, and great then it would come home
0: with me, whole other thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it didn't it would never see the light of day for anyone else. Yeah, I am yeah. definitely that person too. I'm like, yeah. I want to test this out for other people, but now it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, go on. Yeah. So and the and the same thing. Um I I realized that it would be it it was very on brand for me to show as well as tell. And, uh, so this space just was a, a really perfect fit for, um, being able to, um, to take what I was doing and, and amplify it. So it, there, there wasn't really a, a lot of hesitation, uh, with regards to, um, you know, getting out there and, and putting my material out there. Really the, 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 the biggest challenge that I, I actually found was the, the, the setup. Um, you know, usually you just kind of roll into bed or, you know, you've got things going and and sex happens. Um, I'm a, a huge proponent of, of planned sex, but this was just a level that like took things to, uh, Mm -hmm. to a whole other level. So, um, you know, it was, it was really exciting to, to pitch it to my partners. I have, um, three, uh, long-term committed partners and to, to take it to each of them and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing to help to promote my business. Would you like to, to do this with me? And, and each of them were really enthusiastic about it and, and really supportive. So um, we started filming our sex, and it's, you know, the rest is history. It's been really fun. Um, the, the, the journey of um, filming and then also of, of editing the videos of, of culling uh, which pieces of footage actually make the cut and, you know, which ones are just for our private, uh, you know, uh, archives. It has also been really, really fun too.
0: Yeah, editing is one of my favorite parts of the process sometimes Mm -hmm. um and i have when i film my own sex with my partner we have kind of a ritual where they will watch that we watch the video together after i'm finished (gasps) editing it like it's it is a thing (laughs) they are a photographer and i am learning videography adjacent stuff so like they will take photos and edit them and show me and be like look what i make you look like and i do the same (laughs) for video and it's so fun and just like (laughs) such a bonding romantic thing you know
1: Yes, I was gonna say that's such a bonding thing to to be able to to share your excitement over this thing that you've done together. Um and yeah, and I, I definitely feel that uh, one of the other things that's really fun about making porn for yourself is is getting to watch it afterwards. And I cannot tell you how many times I've masturbated to my own stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's okay. oh, absolutely. And, and it's, it's it's just the most wonderful feeling to um to To realize, like if I'm excited about this and and i am am definitely a consumer, a purveyor of of adult entertainment, um, then obviously there's going to be other people who are excited about it. Like I think if I was editing things in it, I was bored. um i I, I might want to reconsider. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm doing. Right. Um, but when the editing process
0: is like reliving this great sex you just had, yeah, like yeah. that is
1: a fun time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And catching the nuance of, of things that you don't notice in the moment or even reliving the things that that you really enjoyed. Um, I am one of those annoying friends who love to tell my friends about my sex. And so it's, it's nice to, um, not necessarily to have like it on film to show it to them but to be able to um to revisit those those really poignant or exciting or intense moments to see the expressions on our faces to see my facial expression from the outside um you know i i i don't know what i look like when i'm orgasming until i see myself you know on film orgasming and you know, what I think is, is a, a grotesque face actually ends up being, you know, the face that my, my partners have come to love and appreciate and, and seek. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And that's I think what it's, I love.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, was asking, I, love. I
1: think it's great for self love.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's what I love so much about uh watching with my partner because mm. there are also those moments where like i'll see a face that i'm making and i'm like oh no that and like as i'm starting to they're like god you look so hot right now and i'm like yes i do yes. Uh-huh. absolutely <laughs> that's yep. just what i was thinking too
1: <laughs> that's the words i was using in my head too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is, hot, yeah. is what i
0: think that is yes
1: mm-hmm. and it's incredibly and, validating it
0: is. And what you were talking about uh, with even the different points of view, we're getting to see things like getting to see my own face from the outside or revisit mm-hmm. my partner's face or even see things like I can't always see what my partner's face looks like when I'm going down on them just mm-hmm. because it's out of my line of sight. Like there yeah. are other things yeah. on my face at the time. There's just only so much <laughs> I can do, you know,
1: um,
0: or like, you know, the point of view, I can't see what their ass looks like if I'm bent over in front of them and like. All of these things that like I revisit on camera, I'm like, wait, that's happening too. Ah, our sex is so much hotter, and I already thought it was hot. Oh my god, <laughs> yes, it's just yes. it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, I um. I am a fan of looking in the mirror, um, mm-hmm. for it, it, in general. <laughs> yeah, but yes, just um, just it, ambiently, just, just yeah. Just, you <laughs> know, I like to have mirrors around just in case yeah. I need to see myself. Um, and so it's it's uh you know a, a bit of navel gazing, but I, I think what is, is so important, um, that people need to, to remember and, and be comfortable with is that enjoying looking at yourself, enjoying appreciating the, your body's form, the way it moves, the way it looks, um, that, that kind of, of self-appreciation isn't, isn't narcissistic or selfish. It's, it's just self-love. And if we can appreciate ourselves, um, as we are, then it's, it comes through in the way that we, we carry ourselves and the way that other people relate to us. You you can't, you know, tell somebody who believes that they, you know, are, are something that, Mm -hmm. that they're not. So...
0: Yeah, I filming my sex and just taking nudes and taking pictures of myself has been one of the things that has like grounded me most in my body. And I'm a trans guy. I've had a complicated relationship with my appearance and the way the world views me. But something about capturing my image on film and crafting it in that way, like has been really instrumental in my gender and just in like becoming more connected and comfortable with my body. Cause it's like, Oh, that's, yeah. that's what I look like. And I made myself look like that. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's really, mm-hmm. really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, and Oh, I was going to say that that's something mm-hmm. that I, I do with my, my clients as well as I, mm-hmm. I often give them um, an assignment that I call banking self-love Mm. And banking self-love is when you take pictures of yourself, when you're, when you're feeling your best, when you're in your Mm -hmm. cute outfit, you've got your hair the way you love it. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe your, your skin is glowing that day or, you know, you don't feel as tired. Take those pictures Mm -hmm. and, and love on yourself. Like, I don't, I don't care about like being that person who's holding the, the, the the selfie and, and catching Mm -hmm. the good angles because I'm going to save that in a folder and mm-hmm. on the days where I'm not feeling so great, when I'm feeling like, you know, like I, I want to be kind of picky about, you know, this role here, or, you know, maybe my, my face isn't as clear or I haven't had enough water. So I look a little, you know, parched, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, to to look at those pictures and be like, no, this is also me. This yeah. is me. And I loved me then. I love me now. Everything I is love fine. That. Yeah. It, and, it, one of the it's things huge.
0: I found so helpful in my selfie practice, too, is also the pictures where I don't look radiant. Like mm-hmm. I, when I take a selfie, I take mm, 10 to 15 in a pose mm-hmm. and then I go back and I'm like, which ones do I like? Because the thing is, I looked all of those ways in the span of uh, 30 seconds, a minute. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like the time's. I see pictures where I look real silly are no longer not nearly as crushing anymore because I'm like, yeah. you did not see how many of those I deleted like yesterday. Sure.
1: Yeah. Well like, it's a millisecond. Yeah. It's a millisecond and, and you know, the, the entire span of time. And so, yeah, you're going to have like pictures where you're making crazy faces and, yeah. and other times where you look spot on. Yeah. And yeah. it's just it
0: reminds me of all the different ways in which, I don't know, just like we present to the world. I'm like, oh, right. My body is a great many things. It is not this mm-hmm. one image that I am stuck yeah. in like, oh, God, I look like that. Mm-hmm.
1: It's yeah. and so many we other are, things. We are a multitude of things. And mm-hmm. and when we start embracing all of those multitudes, then we can actually really appreciate the 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 parts that we're not so kind to ourselves about. Um, Absolutely. I posted something on it it was a while back but it's Mm -hmm. one of those things where like as i was writing i'm like no
2: this is really great (laughs)
1: um (laughs) i i I like to be proud of myself sometimes yeah no do it um i i wrote a post about appreciating feet and foot worship and how a lot of people um you know well a it's the most popular uh kink fetish uh out there but um people Tend to see feet as as dirty and as the lowest part of your body, and um, sometimes foot worship goes hand in hand with degradation. And I I don't necessarily see it that way. I see um, having my feet worshipped as um, as being unconditionally accepted. If you can accept and love and appreciate the lowest, potentially dirtiest part of my body, then everything else is divine and. And that is a huge place to start from. And so if we do the same thing with our, our photographs and with our videos, um, you know, there are going to be shots and angles that aren't so great. But if we can learn to appreciate and, and regardless, love those parts of ourselves, then everything else is divine.
0: Mm. Oh, God, I love that. And that that's actually a great segue. One of the other things I wanted to talk about, you mentioned, um, I ask all of my guests what their favorite kind of foreplay is, because it's an interesting question, but mostly because you get such a range of types of answers, right, and types of activities that get people ready for sex. And one of the things you mentioned was worship. And I would love to hear more about what that looks like and what's so hot about that for you.
1: Absolutely. I... I love worship um it's it's a really it's an interesting sticky kind of topic because immediately people you know go to like religious play and and definitely like i can i can build a scene um a, a kink scene where i'm you know playing in a kind of a world play setting um i can build a scene where like worship is is the the heavy um religious kind of themes to it but but usually worship to me is a grounding again an unconditional acceptance it is my partner um, entering the space that I'm in um, and and relinquishing their pleasure um, in exchange for mine and and what I mean by that is um, they see uh, my contentment and and my satisfaction as as not only um more important to their their pleasure but as the entry point to their pleasure if i am am completely satisfied and and um and full up with the the love that they're pouring into me the energy that they're pouring into me then i have that energy to give back to them and so they end up receiving um the uh, the, the, the after effects Mm -hmm. of the, of the worship and, and, a in a way that I think that, that most people don't, don't understand, um, particularly, um, male identified people Mm -hmm. tend to want to dominate, um, -hmm. And this is, this is, this is a, I'm, I'm being broad. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not assuming well, that. But it is, that- it is the thing that people,
0: even people who don't know a lot about kink, it is like mm-hmm. very much a stereotype of kink that, mm-hmm. and like dominance is, there are a lot of positions you can take. That's the one that's handed to straight men when they walk into the kink society is dominance. Yes. And maybe it fits some of them, but not all. There are so many other roles to explore and that's yeah. just the default. So sometimes it's yeah. boring.
1: Yeah, it, <laughs> and and I I'm actually really glad you said that because it's it's kind of my take on things too, and I right. I try not to like I don't want to like I don't want to 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 speak bad on anyone else's kink, but the world that we live in is is male dominated, and or or straight cis male dominated, and um and so. There is an an expectation that that everything is filtered through their their pleasure. and it's it's such a narrow way of 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 looking at the way that people engage with each other, the the way that um, that that people experience pleasure and it it leaves a lot of people wanting and and honestly i i feel like when um when cis uh, straight men enter the the kink world and they are dominating um cis or or female identified people little petite that, little
0: petite straight women that are just yeah. doing yeah following the one trope mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. it it feels <sighs> done before because there's nothing um there's nothing subversive about it because you can literally do that in the streets and no one's going to to question it but like if i'm ordering my my partner's food for them then then suddenly like oh something's going on but like let it be the other way around it's like oh he's just being a man you know and 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 that's i i i find the The draw for me uh, with kink is uh, often the subversiveness. It's the um, going against the the cultural expectations, which is why when I do religious play, when I talk about being worshipped, it's not even so much that like it's it's a reflection of of my understanding or or my embracing of of a specific type of religion. It is me picking and choosing from, from different religions and different ideologies and different practices and rituals and, and saying this makes sense in this space. And that makes sense in in this space. And it's, it's not so much about, um, about like trying to, you know, indoctrinate someone into, into goddess worship. Um, Mm -hmm. if you do want a goddess worship, that's great. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but, but, but honestly, I, I feel like we, we all should be worshiping ourselves first. And, um, you know, because I I am a a huge believer of of the idea, the concept that that there is divine energy within all of us and um, and that when we commune with that energy, we're able to um, better connect with other people, better understand other people, because that same energy that's in me is in you. And um, and when I realize that and acknowledge and accept it and, and submit to it, then um it opens up this this huge range of of empathy of of being able to to imagine and understand things differently um and mm-hmm. you know it's I think it
0: it's reminding me I think it's Boober who talks of a uh I it versus an I thou relationship mm-hmm. versus seeing uh you are not something different from me you are contain as many multitudes and as much complexity as I do Mm -hmm. and seeing that about all of the people you interact with and the rest like thinking of that in terms of the rest of the world it becomes astronomical when you think of the well the depth within you Mm -hmm. existing within everything else Mm -hmm. is really like kind of tough to grok at first like it is a big thing and a big shift in the way you think about the world yeah but it changes so much and can really open up so much more capacity for empathy
2: yes
1: and i think that empathy is is a a wonderful place to start when when you're exploring kink or or sexuality or 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 even gender because there's there's so much room for judgment (laughs) there's so much room for 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 um self-doubt that that stems from from judgment and if if we're able to just again i i'm again a huge proponent of unconditional love unconditional acceptance if we're just unconditional about things then then suddenly you see that well you see that that depth of um that person is so different from me their experiences are are infinitely different from mine because we are we're all experiencing the same thing through different lenses and not only different lenses, but different lenses that have been through different things. So um, what we end up um, seeing is, is something that's incredibly subjective. Um, And I think that, that sometimes when, when someone looks at a, a situation like like a a film (laughs) when they, they look at a situation, um, and it's, it's not something that, that sparks for them or, or that gets them going, having a bit of empathy and, and a bit of, of realizing that, that everyone's experience and the way that they express pleasure and love and connection is, is different. Um, when you're able to, to kind of take everything at face value, then you have a, a deeper appreciation for things that, that don't get you off. Right, um, right. Absolutely. You and can, I think that that's important.
0: I agree. And I, and what you're saying, like empathy doesn't have to mean I agree, doesn't have to mean I want to do it. I want to do it with you. I want, it doesn't have to mean I want to watch you do it. Like you can live your life over there. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Like, but you can still assume that the person is making the best judgments they have with the tools that they have. They're trying their best. They're probably trying to be a decent person in the world. Mm -hmm. Like you can give people the benefit of the doubt and want to work with them. And Um, deeply disagree with their opinions. Yes. yes. People contain multitudes, (laughs) as we were saying.
1: (laughs) We are Um, so complicated. We are such complicated mm -hmm. beings. They definitely. Oh, oh, go ahead. I was like, I was going to say it as soon as we understand that, like, it it changes the changes relationships.
0: It really does. Yeah. I, I wanted to come back to what you were saying a little bit earlier about power, though, mm-hmm. um, and kink, because that was something I wanted to talk about a little bit with you. And and I really agree that like, it's not that dominant men cannot have interesting scenes and relationships with straight women like that mm-hmm. can happen. Oh, yeah. and. I'm with you. I think a lot of what I really enjoy about kink is subverting power structures or being critical of them or examining them, turning them mm-hmm. on their head, playing around in them in ways that are not because the power structures that impact my life, like impact whether I can get groceries, like they impact mm-hmm. my like uh, political freedoms, all of these things. Yeah. When I'm playing in kink, I can just play with power yes. and a little playground and it's like, mm-hmm. so it's a lot safer. Yeah, And I think when women are in dominant roles, when queer folks and trans folks play with Mm -hmm. power in those ways, Mm -hmm. we are people who have been forced to think about power in critical ways. And when we're Mm -hmm. examining taking that power, we do it in more critical ways. And Mm -hmm. when cis men walk into the scene and are handed the power they aren't necessarily going to give it that critical eye and i yeah. know plenty of cis straight men who have and those mm-hmm. are the cis straight men i play with i also know plenty of cis straight men who haven't and those are the ones i watch when i'm dming at parties yeah uh, so <laughs> mm-hmm. and, like it is not a universal thing but i think yep. the experience that goes into it tends to trend in that direction yes
1: yes i <sighs> i totally agree the the power thing is um is is huge and um there, there is so much room for for cis men to just be handed that power without question. Um, one of the things that I noticed when I first entered the the kink scene is, you know, I'm I'm a, a petite, really smiley, really friendly uh, woman, and so everyone assumed that I was a submissive. And you know, and they would say things like, "Oh, but you're not a bitch," and I'm like, "Is that <laughs> dominance like so many other ways?" <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, there's so many different ways to to be dominant. Like I can, you know, and I remember one of the the first few munches that I went to, and this isn't to knock like the person that was saying it. It's just it's a kind of a a glimpse into the 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 patriarchal ideas um, that that kind of. Uh, enter the, the, the world where even people are trying to escape those patriarchal ideas. Um, but yeah, I, I would, I would go into, into a space and, um, you know, I would say is, is it wrong of me to say please and thank you? And, you know, I would have people giving me feedback saying, oh, you shouldn't say please and thank you. You're the one in charge. No, I'm the one in charge, so I can do what I want. And I want to say please and thank you. (laughs) So there you go. Like, thank you for the feedback. But Yeah.
0: Um, oh, absolutely. I think there is this, you talked about, like people would say you're a dominant woman, but you're not a bitch. Like, the, what do you mean? I think there is this very particular archetype that like dominant women are aggressive. They're mean. You get, uh, I don't know, this CEO kind of archetype mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm, like wants to power. cut everyone down. Mm-hmm, that Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They take off their power suit and they put on their latex cat suit and do the same thing. <laughs> and that's, in my experience- i don't think i know any of those dominance um but that's also not what i've seen when i watch your videos your videos they're not like these big elaborate bondage rigs they're not like these heavy pain scenes and this like intense degradation but they are incredibly kinky and i'm curious if you could talk a little bit i mean we've talked a lot about power but i'm hoping you could like expand a little bit about that I, and why this feels mean- so kinky and everything
1: I would love to, because I love talking about um, the way that I set up my scenes and, and yes. what makes them kinky. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so first of all, I think that it's a really great conversation that we're having specifically about mm-hmm. what it looks like to be kinky on film. Mm-hmm. Because um, the tropes <laughs> that you see yes. are, are the, the power latex and the whips and everything is black and stiletto. And that is that is a, a cool aesthetic. I love that aspect. Like, I think it's really like when it's done well, like it is, it is over the top and and like fantastic. But it's also a trope that's been done, and it's also something that when people hear dominatrix, they expect. I've actually got a whipper here. (laughs) They expect (laughs) Mm -hmm. whips and and floggers, and you know, someone to be. You know, bound and and you know, hogtied and and some yeah, elaborate exactly. screaming
0: and writhing in pain, or like you know, yeah,
1: but, saying but, horrible things to them. Go but on. but kinky people live amongst us, and mm-hmm. kinky people kink amongst us. We are hiding in plain sight, and you know, you may not know that we're you know, uh, following protocols or or having um, total power exchanges with each other when we're out in public, but but kinky people are doing those things. And the same thing in the bedroom, you know, you may not uh, on first glance think that, the things that my partner is whispering into my ear are kinky. But most of the time, and actually I'm working on being better about my sound quality.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, that's such a trick. Honestly, so it's, it's so difficult. Oh, I'm, I'm there's actually, such a range, right? You go from little whispers to like loud mm-hmm, moans and like mm-hmm. how do you capture both without blowing any without out? The, anyway, that's a whole yeah, other conversation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I could go into the geekiness of it. Right. <laughs> so and then you, you got like, lag
0: mics, but then they're just rubbing against everything and you got exact, nothing. Anyway. Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um and so uh there are oftentimes my partner is whispering in my ear and he's, he's praying to me. He's, he's actually speaking his, his worship and it's part of our scene. Um, there, there is the, the power exchange that's happening. He is, and I, I've mentioned it in, in some of my, my videos, but, in and almost all my videos, except for the most recent one, the, um, the tantric tease, my partner doesn't come. Um, He doesn't come because he's not allowed to without my permission. And I usually don't let him for... For a good amount of time, um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, months on end. He, you know, and I, I, I told him, um, I was like, "You make me look good because you're the one who's holding on." <laughs> right. you, you, you get, get to be
0: like, "Guess what? My submissive does. Yeah, like, <laughs> look he he does for me, just <laughs> for me. Yeah, Ugh, it's such it, a good feeling. It's,
1: it's, it's such a good feeling. It's such a good feeling. So there's there's the power exchange that's happening where he's not, he's withholding his orgasm until my command, Um, and sometimes that command never comes. Um, And he's still finding pleasure in it because, you know, sex feels good. Women experience sex without orgasms all the time, you know, and we're we're still going back for more. So, you know, like guys should maybe get used to that. But I'm going down Mm -hmm. a a, a, a tangent. (laughs) Um, But in the videos, there is there's power exchange. There is is worship going on. Um there are are moments of silence where um we are tantrically just exchanging energy. There's breath exchange happening. Um we will um so our our breath play usually um involves uh breath exchange, which you know just for for all of the the, the people out there who may not be familiar with it, breath play is is a form of, of edge play that you have to be very, very careful with because mm-hmm. breathing makes you live. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. uh, if, you, if you stop that for too long, there can be things that happen with your, your body that you don't want to have happen. Um, so um, always be very, very careful if you are curious about playing and, and breath play. But um, so it can look like uh, restricting someone's um, breathing. Um, it can uh, look like, Uh, And the restriction can come from, um, you know, choking. It can come from covering mouth and nose, um, doing one or the other. So covering nose, covering mouth. Um, Another way that you can do it, and it's actually, uh, in my opinion, probably the safest way if you want it to dip your toe into it. Is breath exchange. And we're in COVID time, so don't just go breathing into someone's mouth if you're not like, you know, if you don't know who they are. If you're that um, close,
0: I hope you've had some COVID conversations. If you're close enough to be, yeah, like, come on. Exactly,
1: (laughs) exactly. Um, So what happens is um, during a kiss, um, I will take in his inhale. Um, and then he will take in my or sorry, I'll take in his exhale and then he will take in my exhale on the return and we'll do that a few times. Um and it becomes actually a bit of a a, a power play. Um mm-hmm. with, you know, usually me winning. <laughs> um, of course, naturally. <laughs> naturally, naturally. That's um, how this game works. This is, this is the the game is I win. <laughs> yes.
0: Best part about dominance. <laughs> I, I love that part. It has one rule, I win. It's right,
1: exactly. Like as long as I win, like the game is being played properly. Um, And so we go back and forth and um, and it becomes a lot of uh, CO2 being exchanged because we're we're not getting oxygen. And of course, our noses are exposed. So all we have to do is just release our our lips from each other to, to be able to breathe but pushing it as as far as we can until we kind of get that heady um you know about to faint kind of feeling and then pulling back and the 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 huge gasp and the the rush of of sexual arousal that that comes from that that is is that's kinky play and it's it's also really fun. Um, and, you know, so we do things like that. There's also you'll see him worshiping my feet. Um, sometimes I will like lightly trample him. Um, I love to do trample of, of all kinds. Um, I have uh, one trample partner who um I, I just jump up and down on them, and you know. And again, don't try it's, this at home, kids. These, like, these are things yeah, that you really have Yeah, trampling hurts to,
0: more than you think before it, you do it the first time. Just, yeah. just a heads up. It's a little trickier than you think it is. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, it definitely is a lot harder than it looks. Um, and also, also, both sides,
0: it's harder to balance on.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, Yeah, <laughs> it's harder
0: to balance on someone.
1: Have like a yeah. wall or a chair or something yeah, nearby. Yeah, definitely that you can definitely have. On. Yeah, because you definitely don't want to slip and like. <laughs> <laughs> come down hard on something soft. So yeah, definitely mm-hmm. have like, uh, something to brace yourself, but, um, yeah, trampling on different sides is also, I, I have people who can take it on their back more than on their front. Um, and then my, my trample partner, like I said, um, he is, you know, some people are, our pain sluts and he's, he's a trample slut. He, he can just take it for a really long time and, you know, and he actually enjoys that. Um, but, yeah, but but trampling is 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 also part of, of the the kinky play that I do. I'm actually really looking forward to, um, you know, creating some videos where I'm doing a little bit more of the, the traditional um, kinky stuff, because even though I, I I talk about how you don't need any of those things in order to, to practice kink, you don't need any of those things to be a kinky person. We, we're out there in the world doing kinky things, having power exchange. Um, you know, and, and people just don't know because they don't know what to look for. Um, and, and also like, we're really good at being, you know, kind of quiet about it. People wear collars to, to recognize their, their connections with people. And sometimes those collars are just necklaces or or really cute chokers or, you know, uh, a, a bracelet that is, you know, considered their cuff, um, Mm-hmm.
2: Right? Jeez. I love it. My partner
0: it. has a day collar that they wear. I have a cuff that I wear. Yeah, I love um, it. And that
1: is, that and is a very cool cuff. <laughs> thank you.
0: There's like little <laughs> protocols and things that like I have. Uh, I have a friend of mine who when they go out to a bar with their partner, they're both cocktail nerds and their dominant tries their drink first. No matter what mm-hmm. they order, their, mm-hmm. their dominant tries it. And like you go out to drinks together, literally the drink shows up and they go, hey, would you like to try a sip of this? Like that mm-hmm. doesn't look distinctly kinky, exactly. but that's what they're doing. They're, exactly. they're reinforcing their dynamic and they're reinforcing that power exchange mm-hmm. that's really fun yeah. and doesn't necessarily look like kinky sex the exactly. way someone might assume
1: exactly exactly and it's, it's also like these wonderful little gestures to to reinforce your bond with each other you know um when when someone does a little act of service um you know it's it's a reminder like yes i am yours or you are mine and you know those are are really really wonderful things but like i said um you know people are are out in the world doing these things and you know it's it's uh it's fantastic but i also do you know impact play i also like i said i do pretty heavy trample um i i do um not as much but i, I do pegging i'm actually looking forward to and and this is this is more of a promise than a a speculation okay. um my <laughs> It's, it's just one of those things that that you know. So setting up videos is a lot of prep. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: setting up pegging is prep.
1: <laughs> setting up pegging is prep, but uh, the pegging that I, I do with my 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 gimp is mm-hmm. um, is extreme. So mm. we've actually done um, a scene together where we get into full latex, and okay. I put my foot in his ass. Amazing. I have, I have really tall nice. feet, which yes. helps. Um, yes. And, Love that. And he's he's a he's a a, a, a size queen <laughs> mm-hmm. um and so he regularly you know stretches and he is able to 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 take that so again yeah that takes some practice home, yeah heat is is no joke yeah don't um, start with a foot like, definitely don't start yeah fingers <laughs> pinky start with a pinky exactly exactly <laughs> start slow uh, but i i'm it's it's been on my my uh radar and mm. at some point i am looking forward to sharing on make love not porn um, reenacting the 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 foot um, yes. See. So You know, it's going to be a full of love. It's gonna be a of love <laughs> yes, I love that. Absolutely. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, so much more I want to talk about with you, but we are running up on time. <laughs> so I'm hoping you could um, just let folks know where they can find you online if they want to see more of this.
1: Absolutely. If you uh, follow social media, you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is goddess underscore Erica. You're going to have to type in all of the letters because I am mm-hmm. shadow banned. Um, mm-hmm. If you are on Twitter, you can follow me at YesGoddessErica, all one word. Um, you can also look me up on MakeLoveNotPorn. My handle is also YesGoddessErica. Um, and if you are interested in sexuality coaching or orgasmic birth doula uh, support, um Or if you are are a male identified person who is curious about being more of an a uh, ally towards uh, supporting black people, you can ask me about Mm. my black history lessons. Um, And you can do that at my website. It is dominationcoaching.com.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. The Social Sex Revolution podcast is brought to you by Make Love Not Porn, the world's first and only user-generated, human-curated, social sex video-sharing platform. We're what Facebook would be if it allowed you to socially sexually self-express,
1: the window you've always
0: wanted onto how we all have sex in the real world. It's funny, messy, beautiful, awkward... Comical, moving, inspiring. See for yourself why we're self help for your sex life at makelovenotporn.tv. All right, welcome back, folks. You may have noticed this episode is running a little behind, and that's because we were a little behind getting to this because we have been working very hard on a new update on the back end of the site. Uh, So if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. It's running quite a bit faster. Uh, So are we right now, but hopefully that will slow down. (laughs) Um, in the meantime, though, it was kind of a nice break in a very hectic week to sit down and research some of the videos that we're going to get to talk about uh, for this section, because it's probably no secret at this point that kink is one of the topics I really enjoy talking about. So I really, really loved this conversation we had with Yes Sarica um about power and about the more emotional and psychological and sometimes spiritual aspects that kink can have. So I thought it would be really great to focus this week's Curation Corner on a lot of the videos that kind of highlight our more lifestyle kinksters, the people for whom this is like an active part of the relationship pretty much all the time rather than like special occasion sex, which are just two very different ways to approach the lifestyle um so i'm curious i guess let's start with uh i know you've seen some of yes goddess erica's stuff are there any videos there that stand out for you
2: yeah, definitely. I mean, yes, goddess Erica. I just feel so grateful that she's a part of our community. Um, I've had a lot of chance to get to know her through our ambassador program, which she's also a really amazing ambassador for Make Love Not Porn and hosts monthly watch parties, which you should definitely get it on if that's something that you're interested in. Um, and I think that yes, goddess Erica's videos all just have such an element of like, care and power play and just she seems like someone who really knows what she's doing like there's just such like a confidence to kind of how she wields her sexuality and her body and her partner's body that I think is really evident in all of her videos but I think especially the most recent one which I know we've talked about but the um like very very long edging video where her partner hasn't come in six months was the first one that just came to mind um, but I think that you can really see that kind of, Confidence and, you know, skill that she really brings to doming in any of her videos.
0: Yeah, I believe we also talked a bit about uh, trampling in the conversation. I believe that video is also the one that features a lot of that, um, which is really really neat to see.
2: Yeah, I was really excited. I think that that's one of our only trampling videos on make love not porn. So I was excited that we were able to have that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Were there any other make love not porn stars that came to mind when we came up with this topic yesterday?
2: Um, so the first couple that came to mind when we were kind of talking about this topic was Carlotta and Mr. F who I think Mm -hmm. are another really cool couple Um, so they are like very trendy cool I feel like you would see them at like a very cool bar and be like that couple looks cool (laughs) and um, Mm -hmm. they they share a lot of their kinky sex and I know that this all of their videos are kinky that they've shared on make love, not porn. And I've had the chance to get to know them a little bit. And I know that kink is part of their, um, everyday dynamic. And I think that Carlotta has said that it's kind of a way for her to engage with a different part of herself. Um, and that, you know, when she's out in the world, she's very much this like, assertive, very conventional feminism kind of type of woman. And sex is really an area where she can be submissive and kind of experience the like take aspect of sex. And so um, I think that their videos are really interesting, especially knowing that kind of background into their outside of the bedroom relationship. Um, And their, their videos are really fun. They can be a little bit like cinematic and very kind of campy, um, but it still feels very authentic and fun. Like there's like a really good Role play video where she's like a bad student trying to get him to yeah. raise her grade. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then there's like a very like Belle du jour um, outside video. I think that they just really have a lot of fun with kind of what they can infuse the sex that they're sharing on make love, not porn with. So I really like them as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love their stuff a lot. That outdoor video always makes me miss outdoor kink. And it is really fascinating what you were talking about, uh, about, the submissive partner's relationship to power in that relationship. One of the things we talked about in our conversation earlier is that part of what makes playing with power in this way and power exchange so fascinating comes down to um, like recognizing power dynamics that do exist in the world and sometimes turning them on their head. Right. One of the things Erica talked about was not, generally being impressed by like cis male dominance because that is the position handed to them and like I really appreciate the way that they do play into this maybe more traditional role but have thought critically about it and like it is a thing that feels powerful to them to be able to relinquish that power you know or that feels powerful to her so I think that's a really really great example
2: yeah Absolutely. I think that anything can be powerful if you're actively Mm -hmm. choosing it and thinking about it. And I think that they're a really good example of the power of like an active Mm -hmm. choice. Um, And I think that their dynamic, you know, it just seems like they both get really turned on by it and have a lot of fun with it. And that's Mm -hmm. the only thing that matters. So it's I'm really glad that we have that.
0: Definitely had this conversation with people who have said, well, this is the thing that turns me on. And if I can't do the thing that turns me on because I'm a woman, how is that feminism? Absolutely. That's a really great segue into one of the folks I was thinking about talking about, uh, who came to mind was Asphyxia and Danny, who their first video is from like way back in the day before my time. Um, but I just went back and revisited it and they are both, um, like real world porn performers who have been doing this for a minute. They met on set. Um, and at the time of filming this video, Danny is no longer a performer. He had quit porn fairly recently uh, and was getting back on camera with his partner for the first time. And they talked about how that was kind of nerve wracking and they kind of felt this pressure to perform making love porn or whatever that looked like. Right. Um, And once they were able to relax into it and like, While they're having this conversation, you can see they have that sparkly, freshly, deeply in love feeling about each other. Like they're, you know, their eyes light up when they look at each other. They're so affectionate. They keep like having little moments where they forget about the camera and are only paying attention to each other. And this is just in the intro video talking about the sex they had. Um, And they have this moment where they're like, at first the camera came on and we were both so nervous and didn't quite know what to do because it's a thing we're used to, but in a very different way and by the time they really got into it they're like it maybe it does look like like this really tender intimate lovemaking," and also i really like whispering filthy shit in her ear like i'm gonna fucking kill you and she's like oh i love when you say that to me (laughs) and like it's so cute to watch them like they are both very heavy kink performers and they are both people who really enjoy playing with this like dark, edgy, scary things being scared. At one point, she says, yeah, you made me cry in this scene because, like... For a moment, I believed things you were saying and it scared me and it was so hot and I love that you can do that. And he's like, yeah, and you're just so cute when you're crying. Oh, I love it. Um, And it's so cute to watch this like very effusive, tender, loving affection around this like dark, weird, edgy, scary things because like they're also both like goth kids who just like scary things.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like there's really not I, I can't think of very many examples at all that would like be in that same realm of like very dark and also just so tender and romantic. Um, And I think that if you read the comments on that video, people are like, this is the hottest thing I've ever seen, or that was so intimate. Like, I think that people really pick up on that pretty unusual combination of energies in a way that I think it like, I, I don't think that video is for everyone just because I don't think everyone, you know, wants to see that like super kind of dark energy. But I think the people who it's really for are like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Give me yeah. More and, and
0: many of the things they're saying, like, I don't even know how much of it I actually pick up in the video. Cause they're talking like, it's a lot of just whispering in each other's ears. So he's these things that.
2: It's a lot of whispering. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and I, I don't know for me, it what's so great about that video is like, There is something in it of like, oh, I know these people like I don't know these people, but I know these people I've hung out with these people Um, and I see people like this at the play parties I go to and at like the conferences I attend. But I don't see people like this in media because often the erotic media we make is the fantasy of kink. And the things they're fantasizing about look a lot darker than that. So when you're building that fantasy, the whole video tends to look darker. But this is more of a representation of what people who have those fantasies and not access to a ton of production value. This is what that can look like. And it's like dark, creepy whispering interspersed with giggles in a like beautiful sunlit bedroom. And it's just really fun.
2: Yeah, I also think that video is notable because I think that for a lot of people, they think that kink means a lot of Mm props, like getting like a paddle or like cuffs. And you know, obviously, that can be implemented. And that is very real. But that video, I don't think has anything um, like extra. So I think that I think that, you know, for people who might think that props are like integral to kind of the kink experience. The basis of any kind of BDSM play is that power Mm -hmm. dynamic and you don't need a prop to kind of start playing. Right. And
0: there's so much you can just do with the human body, even if you do want to play with things like restraint and pain and that sort of thing. Like you can learn ways to spank with an open hand, right? You can learn things like pressure points or like use different positions. Like I am much smaller than my partner and am usually in charge and can overpower them most of the time. A because that's the story we both want to tell and B because I have (laughs) learned things about like how to take down people bigger than me because I think it's hot and it's a great skill to have. So like you can learn to have an extensive kink repertoire with just your own body. And that's pretty neat. Absolutely. So another one that I did put on the list that really doesn't have any gear is a fisting ritual from Almond and Stefan. And it really, really spoke to that similar energy that Yes, Goddess Erika's videos have with that um, tender, emotional, almost spiritual connection. But it is an anal fisting video, um, which is not a thing that most people would think of as like I don't know, vanilla everyday sex, which is often a thing I need to be reminded of, but that's beside the point. Um, But I like, I'm often reminded that you say anal fisting and people again are brought to this really intense, scary place. And this is a beautiful sunlit video, very tender and slow and lots of communication. Um, I was looking at one of the comments and someone was like, oh, that wasn't the expect the direction I was expecting it to go in implying that they assumed the person with the vulva was going to be getting fisted. Um, But it was such a great experience or they enjoyed it or whatever. Um, So I thought uh, I thought that was a really great one to highlight for, again, this this act that could be thought of as like really intense and is just really beautiful and connective for them.
2: Yeah, I haven't watched that video. I should go check it out.
0: It's it's very good. I know. uh, I think you had one other person you were looking at for this one as well, right?
2: Yeah, the other one that I was looking at is um, kinky lovers, who I believe are also more lifestyle kinksters. And the video in particular that I was watching does use props and that he is I think it's a um, like auditory deprivation video where he's wearing headphones the whole time. And what I really liked about this video was that they did the soundtrack, they overlaid what he was listening to on repeat onto the video itself, which I thought was a really creative way to kind of immerse the viewer into that experience too, and just kind of add that sonic dimension, which obviously wouldn't have translated had we not had that. So I, I thought that that was a really creative way to kind of bring another element into the viewing experience and just make it that much more intimate and real since that's exactly what he was listening to um and then i also just really liked their dynamic i hadn't watched a ton of their videos so this was a good opportunity to get to know them a bit and that they are both also switchy um so i think that that power dynamic is just something that they're probably both always thinking about and playing with and i think that you know i think people like joke that two switches can't Mm -hmm. be in a relationship but i think that that's not true obviously um and this is a really Mm -hmm. good example of that Yeah,
0: my partner and i are both so switchy and it is a definitely a unique dynamic to have in a relationship but it is a lot of fun and i know a lot of relationships between switches where either they like Take turns not necessarily formally, right, but you know this time you're topping this scene i 'm topping, but the other fun thing to do is set up a scene where you switch midway through, and you sometimes my partner and I plan that, and sometimes we don't sometimes it's fun for me to just go, ha, actually i 'm not bottoming anymore, sorry <laughs> um, and kind of turn it on its head, and like it's it adds an interesting element. we've even done scenes where The point of the scene was to find out who was in charge. So we would set up a game and the winner of the game wins dominance. That's fun. Yeah. There are so many fun, neat things that can be done in dynamics with switches. But I do think it's easy for that to become really complicated if you're not great at communicating Hey, I've been topping for a while. Can I, bo- I miss bottoming or vice versa? Um, and communicating what energy you're expecting from something, because I'm sure it's very easy to go into a dynamic realizing you both thought you were going to top for this thing you've been talking about for a minute and not quite knowing where to go from there. Um, but anyway, I love switches and I love those videos <laughs> from kinky lovers as well. So if you want to check out all those videos from Yes Goddess Carlotta and Mr. F, Kinky Lovers, almond and Stefan, and Asphyxia and Danny, you can head over to makelovenotporn.tv. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of the Social Sex Revolution Podcast. For questions, comments, concerns, or compliments, or if you're interested in being a guest on the show, you can drop us a line at podcast at makelovenotporn.com. We'd love to hear from you. I have been Bex Caputo. You can find me at bextalksex.com or on my other weekly podcast, The Dildorks, for dorky discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating with sex journalist and my best friend, Kate Sloan. You can join the social sex revolution at makelovenotporn.tv to get inspired by how we all have sex in the real world. To see some goodies we've collected for you and to take advantage of a special offer just for podcast listeners, you can go to makelovenotporn.tv slash podcast. See you next week.